Podcasting straight from North Carolina is Dr. Jennifer Eichner-Lowry sharing her author journey with you. Jen Lowry writes is a place where amazing things happen for authors and readers together. The Holy Spirit is the ultimate podcast host. Jen is just the bird singing the song. She is a published author, educator, homeschool mama, life coach, and dreamer. Join her on the daily journey of discovering what this writing life is all about. Let's see what she will be led by the Holy Spirit to talk about today. Here's Jen. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to Jen Lowry Writes. I know it has been a long time since I've made a solo episode, and I just want to say thanks to everyone who continues to listen to the show, going back to old episodes. You guys are absolutely amazing supporters for me. And man, what has been happening in the Jen Lowry Writes world? It's been crazy, <laughs> y'all. Woo. So moving into a new home uh, really takes a lot of time and not only did we have to prepare our home for sale and do repairs and paint and trust me when I say we had a long list of this would look nice if you did this down to the change light fixtures and change knobs on the kitchen so yes I know how to do that part now so it's been pretty crazy hectic um joyful at the same time uh nervous energy all around tons of prayer trust me when i say that i had reached out to friends family my authors y'all pray for me as we're going through this process because it was so time consuming i had to decide well What's life look like right now with my writing and my publishing world? The books are still coming out. The books are still on a timeline. I'm still having to connect and and send out emails and try to get reviews. And we're in different phases all throughout the book world. And it's time to write for me. Nah, not me. But poetry. But poetry. So poetry has been there for me. And I am so thankful that the blog is a way for me to be able to express that poetry. Because in the midst of all of the chaos and hectic times, there were moments when I would just crash. And y'all, I'm still working full-time and homeschooling Sam in this process and doing the author coaching too. And so I will let you know that I would have my moments that I would just become so exhausted. And then I would start feeling some type of way. (laughs) And one night, I wrote a poem. And everybody was talking about the flu going around or sickness going around. And all of the symptoms. And I started describing those feelings of heaviness And it feels like the flu, but it's not the flu. Now, yes, I was extremely body aching because 
carrying boxes of books up and down stairs. Okay, you guys, y'all realize that I had to box up all my bookshelves. Yes, I love my bookshelves, but I also had to box those books, and I had to carry those books up and, you know, carry those books downstairs, downstairs, downstairs. So it was a lot of physical work, but it was also a lot of mental work on me because we didn't know if we were actually going to get the house that we're living in. Because things were going up and down, and we weren't getting offers, and we would have dates, and we still wouldn't have an offer. I mean, y'all, it was a pretty trying time, and I would just continue to move forward and, you know, do my best to stay positive for my family, but it was really hard, and I was, you know, having to try to maintain that kind of peace too because I knew that God had us right and when I would find out things would fall down I would say okay so that one fell through then I would be praying well Lord you've got something better and I understand you know you're protecting me and Eli and Sam from whatever it is that we can't see and I would continue to move forward but then I would have a moment and I would write poetry and the one that if you have not read, um, it feels like the flu. I would love for you to, to Google it, find it. Um, it's on my Jen Lowry writes blog. If you guys, um, didn't know, uh, I do write a blog. It's for all of author world news, uh, and what's going on with publishing dates, but it also has all of my poetry on it. So I wrote it and I felt so good after writing it even though I was still physically exhausted it felt like that weight had lifted because poetry does that for me it gives the words that I don't even know how to say it gives them a way to fall on a page and it's a safe place for me to do that work now the next day something happened someone was going through their situation and the Lord just led me to say, read this. And I've not done that before. I've not, like, said, okay, read my poetry. <laughs> um, but the minute I felt that calling to pass along that word to someone else, I realized that that poem was not just for me. That that poem was never for me and when the other person read it they connected to it it opened doors for conversation then I realized how powerful even in our own moments when we don't feel like writing whichever way the inspiration comes in poetry illustration, creativity, crafting, whichever way it comes to you, go after that inspiration because this isn't for you. <laughs> Our words, yes, are gifts from the Lord, but they're gifts for others too. And if we can provide that comfort or that smile or that awareness or that recognition, or maybe it's a way for 
us to express the things that we quite don't know how to say because other people might not quite know how to say them either. But adding those words to the notes section of my phone allow that to be shared in a real-time way. And it was pretty much like, here, read this. And at first, I was like, why did I just do that? Like, what am I trying, what? But I felt it, and I felt that urge to do that, and I did that. And you could see the shoulders just fall. That You could see the tension kind of start to go, and the head nodding, and then the recognition that, okay, I'm not alone in this. Um, this was for someone else. And that's the power of words. So even in the midst of all of the busyness, gift your words to someone else too. Because they may need them more than when I even needed them when I was there. And I could feel that release of all of that pressure in my brain swirling all around of how exhausted I was. And then at the end of the poem, and you guys can read it um, later. You can go online. It, it, I wrote, this is only temporary. And yes, it was a true statement. So many things in our life feel like they're, you know, overwhelming. And they are. <laughs> they are in our moments. Let's get real. They are overwhelming. But our gifts can help us process those emotions and put them to good use, productive use. And then it's temporary, it's temporary. So now we've moved in. I'll give you just guys um, kind of like the journey of all the things that happened. So you heard the part about us putting our house on the market and not getting any hits because the interest rates changed and the market changed because of that. And we were like, uh-oh, we missed it by one week. And houses were just selling on weekends. And then all of a sudden, nothing. But we found a home. And the home has trees. Now, guys, I want to let y'all know that if y'all... <laughs> I guess y'all could figure out, you know, I have a little bit of this country in me. But trees matter to me. My Aunt Dot is the same way. She loves trees. There is just something about the beauty of the Lord looking outside and seeing trees around. It just gives me this inner peace that I cannot even describe. And I've told my husband that every day when I look outside, I feel like we're at an Airbnb, like we have taken a trip somewhere and we have picked out this beautiful location on Airbnb. And then I realized, wait, this is our home. <laughs> now the inside doesn't look like the Airbnb yet because we still have boxes that need to go to the shed. Trust me, we've got tons of boxes that need to go to the shed. So I am saying, no, we don't have a couch yet. <laughs> I am saying it doesn't look like the Airbnb in the inside. However, um, the land is beautiful. And if you haven't written your bucket list yet, I would really suggest you sit down and pray about it and write a bucket list. Because on my bucket list, I wrote that I would one day 
love to live in a place where I could plant 20 trees. Because in my mind, I was never going to find a place that had hundreds and hundreds of trees. I was going to have a flat piece of land and I was going to have to plant trees. So I was thinking, of course, the crepe myrtle's got to go up. My grandmother's name was Myrtle. So, you know, of course, crepe myrtle is my favorite tree. It's just absolutely gorgeous. You can recognize it by its bark very easily. It's just a beautiful tree. And it comes in purple. I'm just saying. The dogwood is another one of my favorite trees. Um, I love the story of the dogwood and Jesus. Absolutely. Just every time I see a dogwood, I'm in awe of the Lord's work. So dogwood, that's our state tree as well. But I love the dogwood. I, I mean, come on, guys. I can start naming them out. And the pines, the pines where the sun never shines. Henry, where did you go? Where did you sleep last night? And that was a, uh, a song, a retelling that every year when I would go to Strike at the Wind in my community, I would see the story of Henry Barry Lowry. And now my, my children are descendants from Henry's brother, Calvin. And here I am in the pines because trust me, we got tons of pines. And the point that I'm making here is that I asked on that bucket list. That's my prayer list, right? My dream list. God if I could have a place where I could just build 20 trees, that's like, that's like the epitome of, a, of the place, the home, home for me. And God gave me acres of trees. And it's such a blessing. And I would have never in my like wildest thoughts ever imagined being able to look out and see the trees. We also prayed for a cat. So we cannot have indoor animals, indoor cats. Um, my stepson is allergic to cats. Now, Sam and I and Solomon, we had Zoe. Uh, we absolutely loved our cat. She passed away with cancer um, after 16 years of um, loving on that black cat. Um, I just absolutely love cats. So when you guys have cats on your Instagram, I, I like, that's my pet cat. Like Stephanie Cotta, she has Percy. And I'm like, yep, there's Percy. Um, like I, and then, oh, Shelly Mack has her two little black kittens. Like, y'all, seriously, it's like, okay, cats, I see them. So we were sitting around and we were like, okay, we want an outside cat. <laughs> and Sam was like, mama, that just doesn't happen. And I'm like, I know that, but can we get a cat? We can we no can can we have an outside cat? And we went back and forth and Sam had done cat rescue and Sam volunteered with an organization for cat rescue. And he was like, Mom, trust me on this and I'm like, Okay, I, I hear you. I know you're you're now the cat expert in the family after working with the cat experts for a few weekends. Um, that was just a blessed opportunity for Sam. So here we go. We're moving in the day we're moving in the day we go over to um check everything um, for the pod to show up and here comes a cat and it's not just any cat it is the most beautiful cat it is a tortoise shell cat a tortie and if you look those up you'll be able to see the the beauty of the cat that is now ours go to facebook on monarchs page i will introduce you to charlie um 
So Charlie came around. Um, we named her Charlie after Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Because, um, yes, Sam absolutely loves Johnny Depp, all Johnny Depp things. And he also loves Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. And we have Red Roll Doll. Um, we read that book. And uh, Matilda is one of his favorite movies, too. But um, it just Charlie fit. So we got Charlie um, a water bowl. And we, we got a spot for Charlie now. And Charlie just comes around whenever Charlie feels like it. Charlie moves away. And Charlie knows that when packages come, she wants to see what's been delivered. And <laughs> absolutely love knowing that the Lord heard just the simplest of those wishes between my son and I. And Charlie shows up. And I will tell you now that when we pray for balance, for peace, for understanding that is not our own. God hears. Now in all of this process of the move and trees and Charlie and poetry, the publishing company is thriving. And when I say thriving, let's clarify. Guys, if you've not had a chance to read a monarch book yet please go and check out our website monarch educational services and check out our authors and follow those authors they are absolutely phenomenal women and our dude new zealand dude mark guys carolina burke's book has made it to the library the impossible girl has made it to the library. The Impossible Girl by Ashley White is right there on the shelves in a library. What? And it's libraries we don't know. <laughs> what? See, so my thriving is that little readers can get that in a library. That makes me want to cry, y'all, because you know I was raised in front of the library, and the public library is like a safe place for so many of us and a place where that's access to books. So trust me when I say, when I say thriving, I'm saying, wow, we're in the library. And now Stephanie Cotta's book is coming out on December the 6th. You can pre-order The Conjurer's Curse. And that fantasy is absolutely amazing. I have not read a fantasy like Stephanie's book since The Hobbit. And you guys know The Hobbit's my favorite book. And I will say up and down just wow when you guys read this book you're gonna love it you're gonna love rowan i can't wait for you to meet stephanie and um her storytelling uh phenomenal so stephanie is going to barnes and noble like more people access to books and just recognition for stephanie's hard work guys when i say thriving it's not no you know the way maybe the industry may consider thriving with the amount of the book sales or list. But I, these are books of my heart. But these are authors of my heart. Like I love these women and our dude. And I'm just so honored to be a part of their journey too. So Monarch has been going. Um, we had a Halloween party. And it was the weekend we moved in. And boxes were all around and I had to take a break from unpacking 
because we had scheduled the Halloween event and I didn't know I'd be moving. That was how like up in, in the air it was. So we just scheduled, you know, continue to move forward with plans. And now we're getting close to Thanksgiving and I'm going to be off for a few days. So of course you're going to see more of that podcast world. You're going to see more videos. You're going to see more prep for Stephanie's book coming out. We're having her book launch on December the 6th at 7 p.m. Eastern. That's going to be live on our Facebook and our Monarch Books That Matter YouTube page. So you definitely need to join us so you can um, play some fantasy trivia with us. But get to know Stephanie. Get to know some of our Monarchs that come you know, come by, stop by because of time zones. Um, some of them can pop into our video. But we're honoring Stephanie that night, and I can't wait to just fellowship with our authors and spend time with you and introduce the world to The Conjurer's Curse. Well, guys, I'm here at work now. You know I'm on the drive. Um, I told Eli last night, you know, if I make this podcast, that means I don't get to talk to him in the mornings, um, a part of my routine. But I'm getting ready to call Eli anyway, uh, just because I need that in my life as well. Um, so guys, find that balance. I know seasons can come and they can just be a strong, overwhelmed world life, priorities shift, things happen. But there's are ways that even in our busiest seasons, God can use our words for his glory. God can use our words to connect us to other people and to help other people with what they're going through. And then it continues to serve that purpose where God is working through us for his good. Well, all right, guys. I hope y'all have a blessed one. Bye.